Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If you are not, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with academia, innovators, startups, NGOs, all looking for solutions to the greatest challenge of our time. My name is Samuel Ettini, and this is the Sustainability Journey. Welcome to another episode of our Sustainability Journey podcast. Today, we are going to a special journey. You know, we are going to listen from the voice of the younger generation, the one they are affected, the one that we have seen now in the streets in Glasgow and just came back from the COP. I've seen how the young people are passionate about our future and the future of our planet. So I'm really happy to welcome Emma Jacobs, who is working as a sustainability manager at a B Corp in Florida that is called Legacy Vacation Resort. Very pleased to have you, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Samuel. Nice to meet you. Emma, it's really amazing to having you because we really struggle and we really want to hear the young people. I was impressed the other week in Glasgow seeing people even inside the blue zone shouting, you know, we want the power, we want, you know, we want change and it's time to act. And that's why, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have you to really have this sort of Gen Z journey to sustainability. But before starting, you know, how did you start your journey? Who is Emma and how do you develop your passion? Yeah, that's a great, a great question. I think um, I'm just one of many members of my generation of Gen Z. And one thing I like to refer to our generation as is we are one of the most affected by climate change, but we are the, also the most effective when it comes to understanding the issue and providing solutions and being part of the change um, that will address these problems. So my being part of this generation automatically puts me in a position to where I'm forced to think about this. So growing up, I was always really passionate about the environment. I was always out in nature. Um, and then growing, you know, growing up and going to college, I selected environmental science and policy as my, my degree concentration. I went to the University of South Florida. We just graduated recently in May and I majored in environmental science. Um, took so many classes and learned so many things all about different facets of sustainability. And there's such, so many issues that we could choose to address, you know, the plastic pollution issue and coral bleaching, direct emissions from factories and from cars and from agriculture. Um, There's finance and ESG investing and tons of different issues that I have the opportunity to focus on. Um, after I decided I wanted to be part of this change, um, you know, learning about all these different phenomena that are impacting our earth and ultimately impacting our life, all of our lives, our well-being and our futures, I decided to be part of the change because this is a, it's not just a Gen Z issue, it's a human issue. If we don't have an earth to support us, we don't have an economy, we don't have a society, we don't have agriculture, we don't have cars or coral you know we don't have oceans so it's there's so much riding on this central issue of environmental well-being and I wanted to be part of that solution so through my time in college I really was able to hone my passion and find the area that I was most enthusiastic about and where I felt I could be a key player in providing solutions. Wow I'm feeling the passion I can see how 
how you care about the future. And I really liked what you just said, you know, it is about us, it's about the planet, it's about, I mean, it's usually we have seen a lot, there is no planet B. And I've seen your journey towards the study. And I want to ask a bit, you know, how did you find, you know, more in, in the university, the, the purpose, you know, and where do you, have you focused your studies and your interest? Yeah, so uh, going into university, like I said, I had selected you know, environmental science and policy as a focus. And there's so many avenues you can take it there. Again, I mentioned the plastic issue, coral bleaching, biodiversity. There's, there's such a, a host of different <laughs> issues we could, we could choose to focus on. So um, through my time in college, I, I basically tried everything. I, I took classes on policy and law and different ways that you can almost change the realities and what's possible for environmentalism in the United States with law. And I learned about the importance of that, but I also learned about the importance of business and how we can deny the fact that we live in a capitalistic society and that there's one statistic that has changed my life and changed my career trajectory. And that is 100 companies are responsible for 71% of global greenhouse gas emissions, 100 businesses. And it simultaneously blew my mind, angered me, and inspired me because businesses have so much power. There's no denying that. But there's also an incredible opportunity there for large scale systemic change. And that is something that excites me, um, tapping into that power of business to use as a force for good and address these issues. I loved your Eureka moment, you know, when you have seen the power and the possibility of business and how we can unlock systemic change in capitalism for you? I think it's a, it's a very large undertaking. It starts with a mutual understanding and acceptance. Number one, we have to accept that climate change is a reality and it is a, an emergency. It is a significant threat to national security. It is a global issue. It is everyone's issue because we all depend on the earth. So it starts with the mutual acceptance of that. And then it takes conscious effort, conscious action towards addressing the problem. Um, there are so many different avenues to address climate change um, through the power of business. I think my favorite example, as you know, Samuel, is um, the B Corp movement. So utilizing business as a force for good through a very rigorous standard that businesses are held to, a certification, um, this is where I really found my passion in school, discovering the B Corp movement, ways that businesses can holistically uh, show transparency and accountability to all of their stakeholder groups, to the environment, to communities, to their customers, their employees, and through, you know, integrating that, the scale of climate change, you know, into their business model and making it a priority, staying true to these stakeholders that are truly, we are affecting them as a business and they are also impacting us. So understanding that, integrating that into the business model is a huge step. Um, and a lot of that is done through becoming certified as a B Corporation. So I really found that as a core passion um, in this journey. Wonderful. And how you have developed that passion? You know, when you found this in university, how have you developed your passion there and especially the focus on the B Corp movement? Yeah, my first exposure to uh, the B Corp movement was through an internship opportunity I was able to take part in. Um, I worked as sustainability coordinator for an investment firm when I was in college and a very small firm, 
one employee, two years of operation. Really, we were starting from scratch um, with B Corp certification. And it was almost a blank slate. And I think a lot of businesses are at that point where they, they have an opportunity to grow their business with this model in mind. Um, stakeholder capitalism, as we like to call it, you know, keeping, keeping your purpose central um, to benefiting your stakeholders and trying not to be the best in the world as a business and in the competitive landscape, but to compete to be the best for the world. So my experience was certifying an investment firm in St. Petersburg, where I went to school in Florida, certifying them as a B corporation, going through the process of the B impact assessment, developing over 35 different corporate policies to get them to where they need to be, to become eligible with that 80 points for certification. And then being able to see that, you know, happening behind the curtain, behind the veil of businesses I had never been exposed to that before. So such an incredible experience coming from an environmental background to see the logistics of how businesses can really play a role in this movement um, towards addressing climate change and among other issues, right? There's tons of issues that we can address, societal issues as well. So seeing that all taking place through my internship, I knew that I wanted to open that opportunity up to more students because it was such a holistically beneficial experience for me. Um, so that led me to work with two co-creators and build the USF Business for Good internship. And we had 27 interns, seven businesses across Florida and Texas. We basically trained, created an entire structure to train the 27 interns on how to certify businesses as B corporations. So applying the knowledge that I learned in my internship and drawing from the knowledge of my co-creators who were in unique roles, and then allowing these 27 interns to play that same role for the seven businesses and learn all about it from a whole new lens. And from there, it inspired me to write my honors thesis. Wow. It's titled Business for Good, How Universities Can Catalyze the B Corp Movement. So, so many interconnected pieces um, just fueled by my passion for this. So, it was a really incredible opportunity for me. It's, it's a wonderful journey. So through your discovery, when you, you discover the power of business and there you, you have found, you know, the B Corp as a solution, I really love the way you have put, it is not only your individual journey, but has become a common journey because you have enabled other students from your university to walk the same path as you walk and you offer as research. You know, I really like what you said, you know, how university can catalyze the B Corp movement. You know, can, can you give us one or two points from your uh, thesis? Because it's really interesting how the role of the academia in, in changing, you know, the perspective of capitalism. So universities play such a unique role in incorporating the B Corp movement, the information around it, and the, not a theory, but the reality of the, the potential role that businesses can play in really transforming these issues that we face with the environment and society, um, climate change, social justice, tons of other issues. So universities can incorporate the B Corp movement. Um, there's tons of resources. B Academics is a huge resource base. It's a group of individuals who are part of the B Corp movement, but want to kind of integrate it into academia. So the academics um, is passionate about incorporating B Corp information, research, experiences in whatever form they come into university curricula for the leaders of tomorrow to really tap into and to integrate into the businesses that they create, the leadership roles that they have, the technology that they develop, 
and the communities that they create and lead. And we've seen this in several different university B Corp programs. This was part of my research. I interviewed five or six different universities across the southeastern United States with different internships and MBA concentrations, um, extracurricular student groups, clinics, and business for good programs that do the same thing we did in our internship was partner students with businesses, kind of marry the two uh, elements, allow the students to get such a beneficial holistic experience, understand the B Corp movement, and then have the businesses benefit from that assistance and really take the next step to becoming a certified B Corp. Universities can be that connecting piece. They can be that middle person to connect students and businesses because students want to learn about it and businesses need the assistance. It's a huge undertaking and I think that's a really powerful force that universities play. Thank you. Emma. I think you, you struck a very good point. You know, if we don't change also the way university teach and in incorporating the curriculum, this opportunity as we have done, of course, you know, business as usual will be there. So we need also this holistic and change of perspective. And I really like the way you have been an holistic work, especially in the Southern States where you have done your research and the, and the role of the academics. And then after all these studies and work, eh, now you have landed, you know, I think a position that is, I think um, you have crowned your journey because you have become a sustainability manager, you know, and in a B Corp. Can you explain a bit, uh, you know, about your role now that you have graduated, you know, from the, and then you are now in the corporate world, but still in the B Corp. And then, we you know, we can go a bit depth in for about legacy resort. Yes, um, joining Legacy Vacation Resorts was really a dream come true. I knew that through college, I, and once I discovered the B Corp movement and got so ingrained into the work, I knew that I wanted to work for a B Corp. There was no other type of business I wanted to work for. I wanted to be one of these forces for good and to really continue to promote this movement and spread it across the United States and the world and be part of this community. So finding Legacy Vacation Resorts was through the B Corp community. And it's such a community. Everyone is so willing to share best practices and resources and tips, and it's beautiful. So starting at Legacy Vacation Resorts as the social purpose and sustainability manager, I was able to apply everything. I'm able currently to apply everything that I've, I've learned through my university experience in a tangible way. I am actively handling you know, our greenhouse gas emissions tracking, offsetting, reporting, our B Corp certification. We're currently working towards recertification, which we'll talk about in a little bit, handling the energy, water usage, electricity, um, our carbon footprint, our how we're treating our employees, what kind of policies are in place to support them. And it's really the tangible and real life application of all the theoretical knowledge I gained in the university. It's really interesting. You know, it's like you now you are hands-on, a practitioner. So can you explain a bit? Because usually we imagine a big corp, for example, we imagine a small producer or maybe the Danone of the world or the Patagonia, but an organization that is dealing with tourism, you know, as, as a resort. So it is not the usual B Corp. So it's really interesting just to, to see how the concept apply. And for me, it can show also the universality of the certification. Absolutely. I think that tourism plays a really unique role in catalyzing the B Corp movement as well. I think we could write a whole nother research paper on this. And many have been written. Many reports have been written on this. Um, one group that comes to mind is the Center for Responsible Travel, you know, regenerative travel. We, our chairman, Jared Myers, started a, a group of um, B Corps, aspiring B Corps, 
um, in the tourism space that are looking to share best practices. Again, that, that sense of B Corp community, it's called B Tourism. And we just, we get together every month and we share you know, our resources, what we're learning, how we can continue to use the power of, of travel businesses, tourism businesses, hospitality accommodations for good. Hospitality and accommodations make up a significant chunk of greenhouse gas emissions. The entire travel sector, all the flights associated with it, the scope one, two, and three emissions. So there's a huge opportunity there when it comes to addressing climate change. And especially as certified B corporations, I think we have a ways to go when it comes to tailoring the B impact assessment to travel and tourism businesses. I think that's definitely going to be developing in the future through different partnerships um, and the constant updating of the impact assessment. So I, I'm excited for that in the future. However, right now we're leaning on our, our community to really support us. And with the, that transparent accountability uh, sense in the B Corp community, we're able to really maximize our efforts. A lot of that comes from looking at our guest experience, looking at what we can do, what resources we do have, and being realistic. What systems do we have in place? Are we reporting our emissions? We have eight physical properties across four different states. So how can we maximize our impact? You know, we can lower our usage, our water usage, electricity usage, energy usage on those eight properties. We can get on-site solar and renewables. And in the places that can't support that infrastructure, we can, you know, carbon offset and purchase um, renewable energy that is uh, generated elsewhere and then visit those sites and engage our team. So there's so many different avenues of change and things that we can do and to play our role in this. And we're lucky enough to have Jared Myers as our chairman to support those ambitious efforts. That is wonderful. You're doing really a lot and really looking at the, all the aspects and especially I like the, the way the guests also is part of the journey, how you treat the guests and how you work. Let me ask, you mentioned that you are going for recertification. So, you know, I want to ask, you know, especially for the practical side of you, from your experience, the journey for the for your, your enterprise now towards the recertification, which are the goals that you are setting and which, which is the score you are looking at and which are the goals that you want to achieve to get even better? Our B Corp recertification comes up in March of 2022. So we've been working for the past few months to prepare ahead of time. Um, our score goal is 100 points on the B Impact Assessment. And to put it in context, the highest score you can achieve on the B Impact Assessment is 200 points. And the highest scoring B Corporation in history is 177 roughly, which is Dr. Bronner's. So we've been in partnership with them a bit, learning from their efforts, and we, we always have our sites set higher on our scores. So we currently, our 2019 B Corporation uh, certification score was 88.6 points. And we're looking to increase by about 12, 11 or 12 points to get to 100 points. And that's no small undertaking. So we've been working to develop a number of different initiatives from expanded demographic tracking within our organization, improved policies for team member and employee um, treatment, expanding the number of paid days off that we offer for professional development, engaging our team more in volunteering, expanding our supply chain engagement and our stakeholder engagement, implementing water reduction projects, waste reduction projects, again, continuing with our renewable energy plan, and then increasing our, our transparency through our annual benefit reports and other related um, policies. So lots of exciting initiatives happening um, before recertification in 2022. Wow, you're really doing a lot. And also I'm sure you have even very small material 
issues that you are looking just to save and you know especially because we know especially for resorts and the holiday uh, sector you know the, the consumptions and the work that you are doing it's really critical from your experience which have been the benefits of being a certified b corporation for legacy resorts a great question every organization every business will have a different answer to this yes i've only been in this for about four and a half months almost five months at this point um so my understanding of our unique benefits is pretty minimal i think our other team members could tell you a lot more about the benefits that they find however through speaking with our different team members our employee base and tapping into what they think really what it means to be a b corp um, we have a video online about that. We, we love to hear from our, our team members about what they think our B Corp certification is about. I've seen increased benefits for our team members. They're they're being treated fairly. We understand. We come from a human level. We understand that you know life is not just about work, and life is not just about working you know as efficiently as possible and and trying to make the most amount of money for the company. And of course, we prioritize revenue and staying afloat. However, the environment and our communities and our stakeholders are at the forefront. And we are an extremely mission-driven company. Um, so our employees can see that and they're able to match their personal values with our business values and are able to see that that's possible. You know, we are showing them that we prioritize the environment, we prioritize our communities, the well-being of those elements. And we, we walk the talk through our initiatives, through all the different things that we're doing, and we allow our team members to really get involved with that. From an employee standpoint, there's a lot of ways to, um, to get engaged, to learn about our efforts and to, to kind of get your feet wet with them. At, from a business standpoint, I think through the COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen the most growth we've actually seen so far in our, in our company. And our, our chairman, Jared Myers, could speak more on that. Um, however, there are countless statistics that show that certified B corporations have proven to do better through the pandemic than their non-certified counterparts. We see higher rates of um, employee engagement and we see higher levels of um, diversity in our certified B corporations. We have faster growth and media attention in the past um, two years. We see an increasing number of millennials and members of the Gen Z uh, generation wanting to work for a purpose-driven organization. So we're matching the growing and increasing market demand for, for mission-driven businesses. Um, Tons of other statistics I could I could mention, but we see a ton. There are countless benefits to being a certified B corporation. Those are just a few. Yeah, and then you are a, a testimony of that because, as you said, you after university, you've never signed to any other business but a B corp. You are part of the new generation that wants to, to find purpose, especially in his work, and is no longer just looking for paycheck, but also to make an impact on the work they are doing. You know. Emma, I mean, I can see your passion that is flowing from you, and it, it's really a pleasure, you know, to see you, how you have taken, you know, your journey through your studies and now your work and the voice of many of young people, and, and I'm glad also, and women and young people, to put at the center of their life purpose. I want to ask you, you know, which is a message that you want to leave, you know, for, for the audience? Really a call for action coming from, from the voice of young people, especially for a young woman that is, is a young leader in this movement as of the B Corp. That's a tough question. Just one message that I could leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you can you can discuss. I mean, it's really oh, whatever you speak from your art. I've seen many of the youth. It's really a burning art for change. I agree. I think um, one message I could say that I, I believe we're already seeing from COP26 and from figures like Greta Thunberg, we need to listen to our youth, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that I represent all youth or all members of Gen Z. Um, so I would say some one of the big points that youth leaders in the climate action movement are taking or making is we can all contribute to this. We all can do something about this. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, what type of business you're in, what kind of role you play, you can make change. You can give your 1% and it makes a difference. It compounds over time and it creates cultural changes throughout your organization and your community that have large scale impacts over time. So if you can recognize that Yes, climate change is an emergency. Yes, we have this incredible opportunity to address it within the next few years. It is urgent, but no, there is no time like the present. And there, if there's always there's a quote that says, "If not us, then who? And if not now, then when?" We have so much potential. We have so much power to act, and you don't have to be in a sustainability manager role to do that. You don't have to be the CEO of a purpose-driven company to do that. You can be marketing within. A sales firm or marketing within a law firm or you can be the IT manager or you know an intern you can be a student you can be a professor at a university anywhere in the world you can make a difference this is a global issue it unites us all we don't want it to divide us all but we can all give our one percent we can all play a role in addressing this issue and making it better for all of us thank you so much Emma this is a wonderful message and this is also the way this is my one percent personally. Uh, it is also to create this podcast and give voice to everybody from young leader people to academia people, you know, to indigenous people. So it's really, as you said, it is all of us. It's uniting all of us, and everybody must do his own one percent. And we don't need to be the CEO or but everybody, even an intern, or in your case, like a student that helped an investing firm to become a B Corp. And from there, you have developed a wonderful career. Emma, I really want to thank you. We have done a wonderful episode and I'm sure you know we want to even to learn more about legacy and to learn about your journey. And I wish you, I mean, how well to your ambitious, really ambitious targets of 100 points. It's to 12 points, it's not a small task. So it's, it's really interesting. And maybe everyone like to do, would like to understand and know how it's going and in next year. Absolutely. We're excited to continue our journey of accountability and transparency. So keep up with us online and we'll be sharing our journey along the way. Thank you so much, Emma. It was a real pleasure having you and so we continue our sustainability journey, our work together for a better planet. Thank you so much, Emma. Are you satisfied after this wonderful episode? Let's continue together our sustainability journey.